But the first way that I'm going to describe boundaries are expectations that you communicate about how you want to be treated, about how you want to treat yourself, and about basically about how you want the energy in your world to reflect. Hi loves, welcome to the Create and Elevate Her podcast. I'm Ashley Avila, ER nurse, Enneagram 9, and mindset and self-love enthusiast. I know you're tired of feeling stuck with where you're at in life. You find yourself heartbroken or going through a life transition and just don't know where to go from here. You're wanting the guidance, motivation, mindset tools, and the self-love that you can apply in your life to be able to navigate this healing and self-growth journey. So if you're ready to learn and grow and create the life you want and elevate your best self, then girl, grab your $6 latte or fill up your glass of wine and let's dig in. Hi friend, welcome back. In today's episode, I have Megan Reed, who is a confidence coach, boundaries expert, and Reiki healer here to help you own your weird and unleash your main character energy. She's the founder of the Creating Confidence Society, mastermind behind the Badass Boundaries Blueprint, and co-host of the Hey Viz Besties Retreats. She is passionate about helping beautiful humans such as yourself discover the magic of who they truly are so they can ditch their inner critic, get out of their own way, and unapologetically pursue their wildest dreams, whatever they may be. I hope you enjoy this episode, friend. All right, Megan, I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. Nice. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with you. I am so excited to talk about boundaries today. I feel like I struggle with that so much, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners struggle with that, and I think that they will gain so much value from today's episode. So with that being said, what exactly are boundaries? I mean, let's just like, let's dive right in. Boundaries, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe them in a few different ways. But the first way that I'm going to describe boundaries are expectations that you communicate about how you want to be treated, about how you want to treat yourself, and about basically about how you want the energy in your world to reflect. So what boundaries are, are a fence with a gate, you know, and you get to open that gate and decide what energy you let in and what energy you let out. What boundaries are not is a wall, you know, that we put up for just like to keep everything out and everything in. Boundaries are crucial for people, especially, you know, your listeners, anyone listening, boundaries are crucial in protecting your energy so that you can stand up for yourself, quit over committing, and ditch everything that leads to burnout, you know? Protecting your inner peace. Yes. Yes. I think that, you know, with what you were saying, it's like what it's not is, is that what you meant? Like the wall? Can you explain a little more with that? Cause I feel like, yeah, I think that's where we might struggle with as far as like when we think of boundaries, is that like keeping people out or how would you explain that? Yeah. So basically the wall versus the fence analogy is the idea that say you have like 10 acres of land. I'm going to pretend we're all farmers here. <laughs> Everyone in the in the Midwest, you have 10 acres of land. And if you don't have 
fences around your property, you're not going to know where your property ends and your neighbor's property begins. And why that's important is because with those fences, you can then identify what is your responsibility and what's not. What's your burden to carry and what's not. We see this a lot with like people pleasing. If you don't have those fences, you're going to, you know, just like let your neighbor continue to have more and more of your land just because you don't know where your boundaries are. And that's where it's a fence and not necessarily a wall with that analogy because the fence has a gate, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you do get to be flexible with the energy that you allow. But in terms of a wall, that's basically just like a rigid, like keep everybody out type analogy. And we, you know, in the human experience, we are porous and flexible and energy comes and goes. And there's a time and place for boundaries. And there's a time and place where maybe you, you know, relax a little bit. That's awesome. So why do you think that we struggle setting those boundaries? And you mentioned people pleasing. So I think that is there some connection there? Oh, there's a huge connection. I would say a few reasons why we struggle setting boundaries. One, obviously, absolutely people pleasing is a huge one. We're afraid of saying no. We're afraid of, you know, losing the love of others and the fear of what people might say or think we're selfish. There's a lot of reasons we don't set boundaries. But one of the main ones is we aren't clear on what's important or what matters to us. There's a big self-awareness piece to that. And we don't know ourselves enough. We don't know enough about us to know that we don't actually want that energy in our lives. Mm, So it really starts with self-awareness in order to start setting different boundaries in different areas of your life. Totally, 100%. Wow. And so what kind of boundaries are there? Because I think there's, there's different areas, right, that we can set boundaries. What are some examples? Yeah, so some different places to set boundaries. There's personal boundaries, like boundaries you set with yourself. An example of that would be, and I'm going to use my husband, Brandon, for this one, for personal boundaries. He loves Instagram and social media, and he'll, he'll scroll forever if you let him. I don't, I don't stop him. But a personal boundary that he's had to set with himself there is around his screen time on his phone, basically saying, he, you know, turns his phone off an hour before bed so that he can get a good night's sleep. Sleep is a great place where people set boundaries. You know, your routines are kind of boundaries for you. There's boundaries at work, you know, how much work you're willing to take on. And with clients, you know, maybe you have a client that's emailing you at 5 p.m. And if you don't have boundaries, you're going to respond to that email, even though you're not on the clock anymore. And boundaries in terms of, just like other people asking things of you. And this is where the people pleasing comes in. Because if you don't have boundaries, but you don't want to do that thing, you're probably going to do it anyways. You're going to say, yes, I'll volunteer for that event, even though you don't freaking want to, you know? Well, then you start almost resenting either the people that you're around or the person that asked you to do these things, or you start to just feel like, ah, why did I do this? (laughs) Like I hate myself right now or, you know, it's just like, why did I say yes when I really wanted to say no? And I think what I'm seeing too is you're doing things that are not really in alignment with yourself or things that are important to you. Like you, like you mentioned, what would you say to someone who's, who has people pleasing tendencies? 
and they're scared of hurting that person or not so much hurting, but maybe not being liked or loved. How, how do they go about that? Totally. The first thing I would say is totally understandable that you would have people pleasing tendencies and you would be, you know, afraid of what people will say or losing that love because we were raised to be people pleasers. You know, society wants us to, you know, follow the rules, say yes to everybody, put everyone else first. There's so many messages that we learn from a young age about saying yes to everyone, putting other people first, that we, you know, internalize that our subconscious mind is always listening. We internalize that as I can't say no to others, or they won't love me or whatever the reason is, we people please. So it's totally understandable that you're going through that. My advice or something to think about if you're struggling to set boundaries because you have people pleasing tendencies and you're afraid to damage that relationship or for whatever reason, you're just not setting those boundaries. My advice for you is to give yourself grace and to be clear and direct and kind. You know, Brene Brown says clear is kind. The thing with boundaries is when you feel yourself getting resentful, that other person does not know how you're feeling and we can't expect them to read our minds. And that's the thing with people pleasing is we'll just like silently say yes. And then we have all this dread and this lump in our throat and this like pit in our stomach and this heaviness in our chest because it's out of alignment with what we truly want to do. We cannot expect them to read our mind. So we must communicate about what matters most to us. So removing all the fluff, like I think also a big thing that I've heard or that I read over time when it comes to boundaries is if you just need to say no, like, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. You don't need to come up with a huge story. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Agreed. Yeah, no is a complete <laughs> sentence. That's yes, exactly. And I think I'm such a, I mean, I will admit, I think, I mean, boundaries are definitely something I need to work on. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners do as well. And it's having to really come up with a big reason as to why I can't do that. When sometimes I just don't want to do that. Like it's a time boundary, for example, with me. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things are as far as like my time, I value my time. And, and I want to make sure that I'm using my time wisely and in the most productive way. And, and what I mean by that is, as well as spending time with my loved ones, right? And spending, you know, making connections there, deepening those connections. So I think with the people pleasing tendencies, that's definitely <laughs> such a struggle for so many people. Yes, yes. And no can be one of the hardest words to say. And something I help my clients with is rewriting that no into something that feels easier for you to say that communicates mm -hmm. what you need. So maybe it's not a no answer. Maybe it's, you know, I'm energetically maxed right now, or I'm like, that doesn't align with my goals. Thanks for thinking of me. Can you invite me next time? There's so many other ways that you can say no without just being like, you know, no. No, I can't. Like <laughs> for me, a super casual way that I love to just say no is like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Or like, nah, like, like people, <laughs> people get it. You know, we're human. Like, you, like you don't have to say no in, in that like strict kind of way. It can be a casual, like, I'm not really interested, but thanks. You know, we're grateful to be invited and we are grateful to say yes to ourselves. 
Yes, I love that. Saying no to be able to say yes to the things that really matter to you and align with you. I love that. Where do you think people struggle the most like setting boundaries in? In what area? <sighs> you know, I see a lot of people struggling to set boundaries with family. Family, clients, and friendships as well. Like if you don't like to gossip, but your friends do, there's going to be that weird energetic feeling every time they do it. Setting boundaries, I would say with friends, family and clients are probably the three hardest places to set boundaries, because you never know how that conversation is going to go. My advice here is you cannot control how the other person reacts to your boundary. But what you can do is control how you set it. Are you coming from a place of love? Are you coming from a place of I feel this, not not a place of you did this? Because, you know, that's accusatory and that's setting up, you know, yourself for a defensive conversation. But a conversation about how you're feeling should never end in an argument. And if and when that does happen, that says more about whatever that other person is internalizing about this conversation than you. While you can't control it, there are ways to avoid that. Yeah, I remember my therapist when I was trying to work on boundaries with certain family members. My biggest thing was like, well, I'm just so scared how they're going to react. Like, I'm scared how they're going to respond. And he was just like, that's really none of like your, that's not your business. Like the way they react, like that's, that says more about them than about you. You know, if, especially if you go about it the right way, like you said, if you're coming from a, a place of love and with good intentions to really protect your peace, right. To protect your, your time, your relationships, your emotions, which I think it's a big one too, actually, now that I think about it, emotional boundaries. Now, I remember having a friend and I, you know, I'm, I'm all about being a friend for, or like a, a shoulder to cry on, right. And there was this one time though, with a with a specific friend who I think that I just felt like I couldn't help more, like, I feel like she needed more help. And I think it was becoming a little overwhelming for me. And I actually talked about that with my therapist and, and we talked about emotional boundaries. Cause I'm like, I think I'm, I'm stressing out now. I'm, I feel like I'm, or I felt like I was, you know, all her energy or all her emotions were kind of rubbing off on me, I guess. I, I don't know what other way to explain this, but yeah. And it was like, I wanted to help her, but I just felt like I didn't have the right tools. I didn't write, have, I didn't know what to do to help her. And I, I've learned now it's like, oh, it's okay. And, and say, hey, like, I'm here for you. But have you, th have you thought about talking to a therapist? You know, so I think emotional boundaries are so important as well. Yes. And you know, that's a great example of the fences around your property, where you maybe didn't have that energetic boundary in place at that time. So she was taking your land slowly and slow. She was taking your energy slowly and slowly until you're like, hey, I'm putting a fence down. And like, I'm still here for you, but this, this is the boundary. Yeah. That's, that's so cool that you were able to do that. Yes. I it was something that I had to work on for sure. Right. Yes. Because it was like, it, it goes back again. Like I'm like, I want to be a friend and I want to help other people. I do. But then once it starts coming onto your land, right. Like you said, and taking over, then 
that's where I feel like these feelings of anxiety and like maybe resentment or frustration or whatever start to manifest, right? Yes. Yes. And what a great testament to your friendship. The fact that you set that boundary because you cared about your relationship. There's a common misconception that when you set boundaries, you're not a loving person and you don't care. But in reality, setting boundaries is you saying, I care enough about this relationship to let you know what I'm feeling so that we can grow and move forward together rather than, you know, become distant and never speak again because I wasn't, you know, willing to set a boundary with you. Or you weren't clear, right? Yes. Where we think we're like other people are mind readers. Like you should know what I'm feeling. You should know what I'm thinking. So maybe you shouldn't do that when in reality they have no clue, right? So it's really being clear of your boundaries. I love that. Have you, or do you have an example of a time maybe when you set a boundary that didn't go well? (laughs) I really, really do. And I don't, (laughs) it's, it's like funny now. It really wasn't funny at the time, but this is actually... It was a few years ago at a, at a at a bachelorette party, you know, so 10 women who didn't know each other. So you're already getting a bunch of different energies in the room. And one of the gals was gossiping the whole time. And, you know, like there's a time and place for fun gossip. But this one, it was just getting a lot. And I could tell that I was energetically getting drained and I just didn't want to be in that space. You know, I like to help. I, I like to lift other people up. And I eventually said, we had all been drinking. This was, it was like, there are many pieces to this puzzle that (laughs) set this up for failure. And I've done a ton of reflection work and self-forgiveness on this even because like I felt the way that I felt after this conversation, like for weeks, I was, I was working, doing self-forgiveness work. The, the next time she had said something about this other person, I was like, Hey, like, can you just like not talk about her like that? And she got very defensive. And I excused myself to go to the bathroom and cry. <laughs> oh, no. But mostly because I, I, didn't, I, would, I didn't want to make a scene, you know. And she followed me into the bathroom. And we, we, you know, we then proceeded to make a scene. So this boundary setting situation did not go well for many reasons. But a few of the reasons it didn't go well was one, I maybe could have addressed the situation not in a public setting. I could have let it go, you know, and just like set a boundary with myself to maybe like physically remove myself from that area and go hang out like with somebody else. Many ways I could have addressed that differently. But what was happening essentially was she got defensive because she was embarrassed. And and I'm speaking for her. I don't know this for, for, for truth, if that's true or not. But if somebody would have said that to me, I, you know, I put myself in her shoes, I would have gotten defensive, I would have been embarrassed, and I wouldn't have wanted to be called out for that. And so it made so much sense when I put myself in her shoes, why it didn't go well and what she was maybe feeling, especially if she'd never heard anything like that before, or the fact that, you know, like this was the first time I had said something, but she had been, you know, acting that way the entire week. So when I like to say this with boundaries, the sooner you can communicate a boundary, the easier and the better, because then they don't, the other person isn't spent thinking about all the times they acted that way and you didn't say anything. So the the sooner, the better and the easier. (laughs) 
All right. So pretty much note to self, don't mix boundary setting with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. They don't mix. <laughs> and I think you made a really good point too, that I think is so important for the listeners is giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself. If whenever you are trying to set a boundary and it doesn't go well, right? It's okay. Like you, it, it, ta- it really does take time. I think it takes practice and I think it takes building that muscle, right? To be able to set boundaries and, and stand in that, right? Stand tall in that. And so when things don't go well, especially like, I really like that you were reflective on that and you were forgiving yourself as well. So I think that's so important to, to just give yourself grace and to reflect on it and what could have gone better, right? What could you have done better? So I love that. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And we're actually still friends now. So. Oh, that's great. There is, we don't talk about it, but you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can communicate a boundary and even if it doesn't go well, you can come back from it. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. How can we start setting better boundaries? Mm -hmm. What would be the first step? The first step, the first step for setting boundaries, actually the first step for a lot of things is self-awareness and a mindfulness practice. You know, checking in with yourself often is the first step of setting boundaries. So if you're feeling this like dread in your body, if you're feeling some type of way, you know, that lump in your throat, heaviness in your chest, just a little like low grade anxiety, I want you to evaluate where that feeling is coming from. What happened that kind of triggered that response, that fight or flight response in your body? What happened and how can you set a boundary so that it doesn't necessarily happen again? Really, truly recognize the feeling, where it's coming from, and that will help you start setting better boundaries. Do you have any like books or any, any like videos that you recommend that maybe people can learn more about boundaries? Yes, actually my favorite book. I don't have a year in my office right now, but it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And I'm going to butcher her name. It's like Nedra Tawab and it might be Nidra, but she's on Instagram as well. She is the boundaries expert. She is truly, that book is life-changing. So Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And also Dr. Henry Cloud, he is a boundaries expert and he hosts like live on his Instagram all the time, just helping people work through boundaries. So there are so many experts out there as well as myself that can help you kind of dive in and really just like get in the world of people who are standing up for themselves because that energy rubs off. Yes, I love that. And I think I've heard of that book. I I think it's on my next, it's on my list of like the next audiobook for me. Mm. <laughs> so I think it's like the white cover with the different colored. Yep. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And I'll definitely put that in the show notes for, for the listeners. You know, I'm curious, what got you into wanting to learn more about boundaries and teaching others how to set boundaries? You know, it was kind of just like a cascade of events where people would ask me, Megan, you're so good at communicating what you need. How are you doing it? Like people were noticing that I had kind of like a no bullshit energy around me. And they're like, how, how are you doing that? And I was like, hmm, let me think about it. And as I dove into it more, I noticed it was a topic that resonated so deeply with so many people and that so many people were struggling with. So I just kind of went down a boundaries rabbit hole and started 
you know, creating a framework. I have the Badass Boundaries Blueprint to help people set those boundaries, you know, identify where they need them the most. And, you know, there's even scripts in there for having difficult conversations. There's just so many pieces to confidence and boundaries is a huge piece of that. You mentioned difficult conversations. I think boundaries come with difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be a reason why I avoid it. <laughs> and many of the listeners might avoid setting boundaries because it means having those difficult conversations. What do you think is the best way to navigate that conversation? Okay, for example, I think, you know, I remember getting on a on a call about boundaries few weeks ago, and they mentioned sexual boundaries. And it wasn't so much it was, she mentioned more like have receiving like someone telling you these sexual comments, right, that you are uncomfortable with. And as a woman, I've received those kind of comments before, and it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm scared to set that boundary. You know, it's still and I think it's because I have to have that difficult conversation or saying like, please don't say that. Please don't make that comment to me again. So what would you say is the best way to navigate that or start that difficult conversation? I think with something like that is this is a great time to set a boundary in the moment rather than being like, you know, retroactive. The best way when somebody's making you uncomfortable in real time is to you want to like address it immediately with like an oh or I'm so surprised you feel comfortable saying that just like a notify them or like even like an eyebrow raise can be a boundary. Like, I do not approve of this conversation. This is making me uncomfortable. My best advice for you is to just call it out right then and there, because then the situation's fresh and they know exactly what you're talking about. Another thing, even like a boundary here is, what do you mean by that? Just like question what they're saying, (laughs) because a lot of times they don't even realize how uncomfortable the words that they're saying are and you know, they can't read your mind. And maybe they know they're making you uncomfortable. And maybe they're just like a creepy person, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We don't know, right? We're not mind readers. But I agree with that as as long as you kind of just address it right then and there. And because they might not, you know, there's a chance that they might not realize that what they're saying is creepy or, you know, or even if they do know, and they at least will know now that you're not going to tolerate that. Yes. And it's a pattern interrupter. You want to interrupt what they're doing. (laughs) I was like, I know that's going to come back to me. (laughs) You want to interrupt what they're doing in real time, because if they're making you uncomfortable, odds are pretty good. They've been making other people uncomfortable for a really long time. And that's standard for them. So for you to just be like, I'm going to nick that in the bud right now. That's a great way to energetically start setting boundaries rather than approaching them at the water cooler and being like, hey, I want you to know everything that you've been saying to me lately sucks. Like that's going to be a more difficult conversation than being like, I don't receive any energy from that right now. Mm, I love that. So definitely just addressing it right then and there when it happens. Mm -hmm. And if you don't at that time, which I know that this has happened to me before, it's like not bringing up everything, right? Because then they're gonna be like, well, why didn't you say anything? Or I had no idea. It's it's really addressing it right then and there. And preventing it from being a more difficult conversation. (laughs) Yes, it can be done. It's just more difficult. Absolutely. 
Megan, how can my listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah, everyone can find me on Instagram. That is where we do most of our hanging out at Hey Megan Reed. I'm sure that will be linked in the show notes there. We have a lot of fun there. We talk about boundaries. We talk about confidence, people pleasing, perfectionism, basically everything that's getting in your way from living the life of your dreams. Oh my gosh, perfectionism. I feel like that's a whole nother episode that we can talk about. (laughs) Absolutely, it is. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Megan. Actually, before we before we close this off, can you talk a little bit about the Confidence Society? I think that's what it's called, right? Yes. I was, I'm actually really interested in that. Can you talk a little more about that? Absolutely. So the Creating Confidence Society is a membership for humans to come to. to it's just basically a consistent nudge to become a better version of yourself. And someone in the society actually a couple of weeks ago called it their favorite version of themselves. And I'm really incorporating that into my marketing because I love that. The society is a community for you to come and be your favorite version of yourself. It is education, support. You know, we have group coaching calls. We have trainings every month. We're getting ready to have a people-pleasing training next week, actually. By the time this podcast comes out, it will have already happened, which is so fun. I'm talking to you from the past or the future. (laughs) The future. This is future. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it is. The doors are always open. It's a membership to just come and be yourself and build confidence in who you are out of your own way and really just go after whatever you want without the self-doubt. Love that. I love that for you. I love that you are providing that value to women all over. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking boundaries. This has been so much fun. Yes, it's so good. So good. Boundaries are important. Yes. Everybody do them. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Listen to this episode over and over again and follow Megan. I will put all the links in the show notes for you guys. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If this podcast episode inspired you, taught you something, or moved the needle for you in your growth journey, then please share it with a girlfriend. Leave a review or screenshot the episode and share on Instagram and tag me at itsashleyavila underscore. I would forever be grateful for you guys and I can't wait to hear from you. You can also join the free Facebook community, Create and Elevate Her. Until next time, friends. And remember, it's a good day to have a good day.